Welcome to You Love to See It, a podcast where we watch movies and TV shows and then tell you all about them. This week, we have a special treat for you. I think a special treat. We are watching the 2019 documentary, Hail Satan. With Hail Satan. With the, with the question mark at the end. It's, it, it's like a big Hail part of this. Like, Hail Satan? Is that who we're hailing? Uh, <laughs> which is a movie, a documentary about the creation of the Satanic Temple, which is an organization that uses Satan as a kind of symbol uh, to do good and advocate for religious plurality and kind of troll evangelicals. I am uh, fanbyte.com senior editor, Danielle Riendo, and we have fanbyte editor-in-chief, John Warren. Hi. And features and trending editor, Merritt Kay. Hi. Uh, they're all on board today for our own dose of anti-satanic panic, which is uh, the <laughs> subtitle here today that I think we're going to use. Uh, as always, I'm just going to start with like the very brief, brief description uh, you know, from Wikipedia. So 2019 uh, American documentary film about Satanic Temple, including its origins and grassroots political activism. Directed by Penny Lane, the film premiered at the 2019 Sundance Film Festival and was released in April uh, in a sort of wider release by Magnolia Pictures. The film shows Satanists working to preserve the separation of church and state against the privilege of the Christian right. So, my starter question today, uh, for y'all, so I stopped talking, is really kind of what did you know about the Satanic Temple and Satanism before watching this? And just generally, what's your kind of uh, history or affinity for this type of documentary, this kind of like, kind of fun, slightly personal, sort of pointed type of documentary? Merritt, do you want to go ahead? I'll go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think I had heard about some of this stuff before we watched the movie, because I remember seeing when we when we were watching it and we got to the part about the statue i was like oh i remember hearing about that because like, th that wasn't that long ago that was just like a couple of years ago i think this film the the founding of it they say is like was in like 2012 i believe yeah, so this is then. all fairly recent stuff um so yeah i had like some familiarity i guess i feel like i've seen more stuff about satanism online in the last few years and i remember hearing like very like varying things because on the one hand it's like basically what this movie is showing um like these people fighting for like rights for different groups and then sort of um using satan as this image of rebellion and then on the other hand there i just remember vaguely hearing some weird stuff about their relationship to like like minorities or women yeah. and I don't see, I can't remember the details. So I just sound like I'm just talking baselessly, but uh -huh. I don't know. I feel like there maybe, maybe there was more like Anton LaVey, like the older stuff is mm, what I'm thinking right. of. Sure. Sure. Um, this kind of documentary is, is fun. I like that. They're just kind of like, they're kind of light. Um, even though the stuff they were getting out later on was like a little more heavy. Um, I kind of, my problem often with documentaries like this is that because they're trying to craft a fairly straightforward narrative that they can get through in like 90 minutes, then a lot of the stuff that I would find more interesting gets left out. Yeah. So in this case, they kind of touched on the ways that one of the early members kind of splintered off and was too radical for, uh, for the rest of the group <laughs> and then started her own thing. And I wanted to know more about that. But beyond like the the big scene where she's giving this big speech and then the conversation where she's like getting kicked out, we didn't really see a lot of that. And um, I would have liked to kind of know more 
about that. Yeah, extremely fair. John, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've gone down an Anton LaVey Wikipedia hole before. <laughs> Good. Um, you know, like I, I think I think I've definitely like looked into the Church of Satan just as an entity and kind of their belief system at various points. Not for um not for like personal like following curiosity, but just kind of like, hey, um, you know, wow, wow, a lot of people I don't like seem to be really, really mad about Satanism. What is it actually <laughs> mm-hmm. about? Um, you know, and that's that's kind of my extent to it. I grew up in Texas in like rural um not rural, suburban Dallas. And, uh, you know, like, I I think we participated in satanic panic from kind of the outside looking in. Um, I think when the West Memphis three stuff happened uh, in Arkansas, um, which was three teens uh, uh, accused and indicted and sentenced to uh, a very long time in prison uh, for killing a kid that I don't think they actually did. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really good documentaries made about them that are complicated. Um, but it does, you know, it, that kind of also sent me into a curiosity about uh, Satanism. Um, I don't know. I, I think I did definitely grow up it feeling just personally, religiously, because I grew up uh, Methodist um that this stuff was real like that there were people out there who worshipped the judeo-christian satan and wanted bad things for us and so i think a lot of my research into satanism is a direct result of like you know feeling like oh you know just like i was wrong about a billion things when i was a kid (laughs) um you know doing as much research as i can to kind of uh you know, figure out what's what. As as far as these documentary goes, I, I really like uh, documentaries that take kind of this personal touch and do a lot of uh, talking head interviews. I think like hearing directly from the people involved is usually um, my favorite kind of documentary as yeah. opposed to kind of having a, a single narrator kind of giving their point of view. Sometimes I feel like um, those get way too up uh, the narrator's ass, uh, <laughs> so to speak, yeah. in terms of like, trying to make a point so i do like these kind of looser documentaries um it, but it is loose like it does kind yeah. of yeah it does kind of balance i mean it reminds me of some of the books they used to read about like um in the early stages of like cannabis legalization there's just a lot of books that would basically look at like bits of injustice in 20 pages and then just keep like bouncing around to things and like i think that gives you a really good overview while not necessarily like boring you with a a million details yeah yeah oh i think i found the stuff that i was thinking of um which is not something that is discussed at all in the documentary which i'm assuming is because it was mostly done at that point but um so in 2018 uh lucian gray lucian greaves who is the sort of the spokesperson for the satanic temple who's featured prominently in the film uh, was uh, was kicked off Twitter briefly. He was suspended and um, because he was, they were like trying to report threats to their headquarters. And then he basically said, Hey, like tell Twitter that this sucks, that they won't let us do this. And then he was suspended for that. So whatever, like that sucks. Sure. Um, Then he decided, decided to hire Mark Rendaza who is Alex Jones's lawyer um, oh my god! And is like a lawyer for neo Nazis and white supremacists. Yeah. And um, so in the wake of that, like several 
uh, chapters, including the LA chapter left the Satanic Temple, uh, the New York co-leader uh, left, and uh, there is this entire fracturing that happened where uh, basically the, a lot of the leadership are the kinds of people like are like look like Lucian Greaves, right? Yeah. Um, and that like they're basic like their commitment to like you know, just like free speech, blah, 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 uh, has also led Greaves to defend uh, Milo Yiannopoulos's right to speak on college campuses. Uh, and uh, it's some not great stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like this is sort of, this kind of gets into like my background with this stuff, which we can get into later. But basically like I was involved with not satanic stuff, but with organized atheism when I was in college and I see a lot of shades of that in this of like, right. These people at times really seem to be like working towards the same things. But then there are these moments where like the fundamental values are like, okay, we have different understandings of like the way the world works and we're on yeah. the same page, like 90% of the time. But then that 10% of the time is like, wow, this is really fucked up. Which, yeah. which is, which is really, really, really funny because I mean, I think like a lot of the Satanist tradition stuff has, a lot to do with uh, dissent against uh, Christian right mainly, but like yes, yeah. the splintering, the splintering of Christianity, like is a result of the exact same shit. Like right. I, it's just, <laughs> it's just really funny that these chapters of Satanists are like, oh wait, wait, you wait, you think that this tenet means this? You know, it's like it's it's just really really funny to see. You know, once you establish basically. Yeah. Uh, any organization, this, this splintering of it is pretty wild to see. Well, Danielle, yeah. Like, wh what about you? I mean, you know, you have the big Baphomet tattoo uh, on your forehead. Yeah, um, it's right there. It's right in the middle. Yeah, right <laughs> just, in the middle. It's just always airbrushed out when pictures of you are posted. <laughs> yeah, that's all. You know, I've just got next level makeup skills. That's all. Uh, yeah. So it's very, it's very fascinating to me. I grew up very catholic like extremely extremely catholic and extremely queer which is already a hilarious thing um and i remember my little sister went through a like very light goth phase like the lightest imaginable goth phase as a you know rhode island teenager in like 1999 and my mom like definitely went to her and she was like did you know the exorcist was based on real stories like we definitely had like satanic panic in our lives uh not to like an overwhelming degree like my mom wasn't going and throwing out uh you know pokemon cards or anything like that mm -hmm. she did confiscate uh <laughs> we had a coolio cd like from 1995 <laughs> where he had like the slightly horn looking haircut and so she thought he had Incredible. a satanic haircut so wow. that was confiscated Incredible. and put on top of the wine rack in our house uh so that that happened so a little bit of this light stuff i you know i kind of grew up being kind of afraid of the devil like that was definitely a thing i was very much indoctrinated to be afraid of and as a young kid i i definitely thought it was like a literal thing like there is a guy who's nine feet tall he's got hooves he's got horns and he's going to eat your face for eternity if you're a bad kid. Like, so I had a very literal kind of image of that, you know, kind of growing up. And then as an adult, uh, I actually started my career at the ACLU. Uh, so I worked on a number of not worked on as a lawyer. I was a communications person, just to be clear. But I, I had to work through the details <laughs> of a lot of cases and make them like palatable and interesting to people like donors or supporters or things like that. So I sort of 
in a tertiary fashion, worked on a lot of religious liberty cases. Uh, and I worked at the ACLU in Boston uh, specifically. And I think I could be wrong, but I think I was there during the uh, one of the things that is brought up here. Uh, oh, the, 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 black the black mass, mass at Harvard. Oh, wow. I believe we were like, you know, in support of that and in support of people protesting that. And, you know, I've had to like do a lot of mental gymnastics. Uh, the hardest thing to do for like a leftist at the ACLU is to understand uh, a lot of the free speech stuff. Uh, the freedom of religion stuff is pretty easy, I think, to to swallow. I mean, you know, as somebody who watched this documentary, had a really nice time with it, thought like, yeah, this is pretty good. I, I, I enjoy the forms of protest uh, that they're sort of engaging in here for the most part. Uh, I enjoy kind of what they're doing in a satirical way and in a like, you know, I, I, I like what they're doing with this. You know, like they're smart. They're media savvy. They're doing some cool things here. Um, but yeah, uh, the freedom of speech stuff is is something I had to sort of make palatable to a lot of people. I had to sort of go through some of those messages and I had to kind of understand where some of the free speech hardliners were coming from, whether I, you know, agreed with them or not. Agreed so with that or is a hundred percent still a struggle. It's, it's still yeah. a struggle for me. Cause it's like, I do actually understand like the, the core tenets there, uh, not speaking of the tenets of Satanism, but the tenets of right. free speech, like hardline free speech. People say all speech, including hate speech really, uh, is is legal uh, and permissible under our law. I get it. I also don't like it, but I get it. And that's where I come up against stuff like that uh, for me. And that's where I would come up against, uh, Merritt, what you were discussing about Lucian kind of using these these lawyers and coming out in support of somebody like Milo, uh, which again, I, I get the principle, I really do, but it's super hard in practice to kind of support certain things. Uh, so that's a very long-winded way of saying I had some personal interest in in some of these cases and uh, was fascinated by this documentary and actually learned a lot, uh, a lot of things. You know, I, I sit here thinking I, I know a, a decent amount about uh, freedom of speech and freedom of religion in America, but I had no idea about, for example, that a lot of Ten Commandments statues were oh my God. literally oh my God, yeah. <laughs> For the I, Ten I mean, Commandments movie, like that, that was wild. I, I I knew that like that was modeled to some degree. Uh, yeah, uh, you know th mm -hmm. that's such the prominent uh, uh, image of the Ten Commandments on those slabs with the with yeah. writing. Yeah. But it, it's I didn't really understand how directly tied to that it so, was. So like yeah, just for people who haven't yeah, actually yes. seen the movie, there's yeah. a part where they're talking to a lawyer because a, a large part of the movie of the documentary revolves around. Uh, these issues of like, uh, you know, uh, government buildings having Ten Commandments statues on them on their grounds, and uh, it turns out that the reason that there are so many of them around the country that look the same is that they were a promotion for the Ten Commandments movie with Charlton Heston, and he went around the country like commemorating that, like putting them, you know, and. Uh, and just giving speeches and stuff. And so like, it's just like, I mean, I knew that most of that stuff, like all the stuff that people think of as like evidence that the U S was founded as a Christian country is, is from the fifties. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I knew that, but I didn't realize that like, Oh, this was just from the movie. <laughs> like <laughs> Paramount, Paramount <laughs> pictures made these like, yeah. are you fucking yeah, kidding I, I, me? 
I thought it was really interesting to tie, and so uh, so folks know that maybe don't live in. As you can hear, my dogs jumping around in the Yay, background. Sorry about that. Um, for those who like may not be in the U.S. who listen to this, because uh, I know they're out there. I mean, there there is this idea constitutionally of the separation of church and state yeah. in the United States. Uh, so you know, like it's kind of. Uh, antithetical to the principles of the Constitution that you would, uh, you know, put a religious monument outside of a state building, even though a lot of us do that, especially in the South, which I can I can speak to personally. Sure. Yeah. But um, but like, yeah, I I think it is kind of wild that most of the idea that this is a Christian nation, which you still hear uh, resoundingly today from a lot of leaders on the right. Um, but that all comes from like post-World War II anti-Soviet mm-hmm. uh, kind of rallying around a God nation instead of a godless nation. And it's like, you know, the recency bias of saying, oh, like, you know, this is a religious, this is a Christian country. Um, it's just so fucking recent in our history. It's so wild to me. Yeah, it, it's really, God. It really anyway, thanks for joining me. our NPR show. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's really infuriating. It's it's really, really infuriating stuff. Um, how much the Christian right has has kind of overtaken a lot of things, and uh, you know, history that's only seventy years old is treated as if it is three hundred years old, and uh, yeah. so on and so forth. So I get why these people are mad. I, I get why these Satanists have done what they're doing. And again, like, there's a lot of really entertaining sequences in this oh, yeah. film. Like very entertaining uh, bits and pieces of protest and how they've decided to protest. And uh, somebody, uh, Mary had mentioned uh, earlier on how she kind of gets kicked out, which uh, sucks. And that's something I definitely want to kind of discuss more. But earlier on in the movie, uh, she, her name is Jex Blackmore. Uh, and she's uh, one of the leaders of the Detroit uh, chapter at the time uh, at, yeah. of like maybe not founding, but very early on, it sounded like. She has these really creative pieces of performance art. Uh, like, they do these, like, really interesting stage productions. They did one where, uh, it, it, to protest anti-abortion people. Oh, my God. They this had is like- that <laughs> was fucking babies. wild. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, they... they, they kind of confusing yeah a little a little it's a little it's like i think and i think that you know since we since we got to that already that that is maybe one of my takeaways with um these groups is that like i i'm such a i'm not really a proponent of um like hypocrisy based activism right yeah like pointing out like hey Oh, this is how wild it is. So you're wrong. Like, I actually don't think that works yeah. very often. Sure. Like psychologically, there's some evidence that that says that 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 might be correct on that. Um, but like, uh, that that's kind of like the 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 work that they do most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I think in the in the in the issue with the issue of the statues, there's a really interesting clean way to do that and i think they exercised it a few times we can talk about that but the the fetish babies is (laughs) fetish babies is like a little weird it was fucking wild just like dressing as like dressing as babies to own the libs kind of thing you know oh for yeah. sure for sure and there's big, like an big cry- factor. and they're like crying yeah. they're like yep. they're wearing these big latex like crying baby masks and they're just like writhing around in front of a planned parenthood and i'm like oh boy okay 
it's not going to change anybody's mind for sure. I'm not sure it will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I think I think it definitely it, it worked to make folks uncomfortable, but it's like you kind of look at the contingent that's out there protesting Planned Parenthoods anyway, and they're just wearing shirts that say like diversity is genocide or right. like something like that and it's like okay well this is what you're working with i don't really think they're gonna get the nuance of what you're trying <laughs> mm-hmm. to do but i don't know yeah that, i think that's a very fair point and that is maybe my I, this isn't a criticism with the movie because i think the movie right. does a pretty good job of presenting kind of what's there i mean of course i'm not in this organization i couldn't tell you oh this is absolutely accurate but it felt to me just as a viewer as like, oh, this this feels like a pretty steady hand behind the camera here uh, in editing and everything like that. Um, but like there is just an edgelord factor that is a little hard to stomach at points with this. Right. Like a little bit. Of- Wait, sorry, Danielle, are you saying that Satanists are edgy? <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe this. <laughs> There's just like an edgelord factor of like. Oh, uh, how do I say this without getting myself in trouble? Um, with Satanists? With no, with people who are very online. <laughs> there is like a clear uh through point that I think you could make uh certainly. And I think again, the jo- the movie does a good job of making the sort of people at the top look compelling, right? There's there's like some lovely shots of this really nice seeming group uh that do I think the Santa Barbara group uh, is who they were. And like they do their Santa meetings Cruz, on the beach. Think, yeah. uh, Santa Cruz, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll change that in the notes. Um, <laughs> the Santa Cruz group who look like lovely people who have a meeting and they're having a nice time on the beach and then they're like cleaning up the beach. I mean, they did a good job of like showing like genuine, <laughs> yeah. like not just free speech activism, but like doing some genuine good in, in their communities. And I loved menstruating with Satan. That was a beautiful moment uh, where uh, folks in one chapter were collecting like menstrual products for people who menstruate really and good. like giving those out. And it's like menstruating with Satan. Like, all right, you know, that's nice. That's something where I want to give them all a high five. But then of course there's also in any organization ever, there's going to be the people who just do the thing because they think it's cool. Uh, which is fine and something that happens in religious organizations too. I mean, maybe not that they think it's cool, but they think it's the the best thing to do and they might not be the most compelling people in the universe and that's just what it is, right? And that's just going to look a little bit more uh, affected or (laughs) heightened when the case is that you are worshiping a symbol uh, that is basically a troll, right? And they go into that a little bit. Uh, There's a writer, I think, who who has sort of studied the the roots of Satanism and and, uh, what that actually means in the United States who kind of talked about, oh, you know, Satan is kind of a troll symbol, a troll towards Christians, right? It's it's a troll more than it is like an embodiment of evil, which is interesting in a way and also exhausting in a way uh, for me to kind of think about. Like, okay, trolling. Uh, maybe 10 years ago, I thought trolling was more interesting than I do now. Uh, and that yeah. might just be me, <laughs> but, well, you know. but, but Well, that goes in what, I mean, I think that that goes directly into the hypocrisy-based yeah. stuff. Like, I think trolling is one of those things that's like... Um, Oh, it's just such a it's just such a bad word for yeah i think changing minds um <laughs> about stuff like yeah. it's just it's it's not like if if i were them and this is like totally out of left field but if i were them i would i would move heaven and earth to get the word troll out of kind of what they're trying to do yeah like that's that's like a big but it's like it's also so much of their identity it seems like i mean right. they're just doing things to be 
provocative and get your mind going. But again, like I said, I don't really know how effective it is for uh, the general population not to be a jerk. I mean, it's it's fair population. enough. And also, we live in an era of, you know, satire being... <laughs> Uh, slightly, oh, slightly oh, in a different place than it was again, oh, you, like ten oh, years think? ago. So yeah. there is, a, there is a, a time and a place factor of this, and, and I'm just, and I'm, just taking, piss, oh, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just taking the piss, I'm just taking the piss. I'm taking the piss out. I'm yeah, taking the piss. I'm Senator Rapert, in it. Oh God, Jerry <laughs> Gervais. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> There's a guy named Senator Rapert. Jim Rapert. <laughs> With a T, but you would think if that were your name, you would be like, I would be like, oh, it's repair. It's repair. It's repair. I 1000% thought it was a repair. And then someone said, Rapert. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And he looks like kind of like a Southern Ricky Gervais. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, he does. He (laughs) does. Like that whole section of the movie is beautiful filmmaking because of just the subtle things that they do with the camera work. I believe it's it's in that section that has the like the white supremacists who are you know carrying around a Confederate flag talking about you know beautiful symbolism and all this. And there's just like this very subtle, very slow pan to the right to like fully show his flat his Confederate flag like flapping oh in the God. wind as yeah. he's like symbols of freedom and it's just like oh boy and then of course we cut to his friend who has the shirt about diversity as genocide and it's like <laughs> these guys are doing it you know doing it themselves and like the movie clearly showing where its heart is and where its heart lies but in a in a relatively clever way like we didn't need any vo yeah. of somebody being like look at how you know hypocritical oh, these yeah. people are like it's just it was nice. It was like a nice steady hand behind the camera, I would say. Yeah, it, it, it assumes the audience is on its level, which is good. Yeah. Um, that works in its favor for sure. Can we talk about Lucian for a second? Let's mm-hmm. talk about Lucian. Okay, so Lucian is, uh, he he's like the head of this satanic temple. Um, and the, the, the whole documentary starts with kind of this, um, it's like, I guess, older, like one of the older things that they did where mm-hmm. he... He kind of is admitting that he's not very confident as a mouthpiece and like a visual for the actual organization. But, yeah. you know, so it seems like he was using a lot of other folks to kind of spread that message. And then and then a lot of the very first like five minutes of the thing is of the documentary is him saying, like, I, I kind of have to get out, get out in front of this stuff myself. Um and he's an interesting guy. One, because he's got this like amazing Midwest uh, Michigander accent for a Satanist, <laughs> yeah. which I think is so is so charming. Um, but also he's asked by either like the documentary crew or just his uh, his uh, co-organizers like, hey, are you excited about this thing coming up? And he's always like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, just, uh, he's just always very put upon, which I think is also very funny. It's just like very, it's it's like uh, relatable organizer uh, kind of yeah. content of just like always being fucking exhausted because he's doing the absolute most. Um, but he's an, int- he's an interesting figure to me. Uh, I didn't know anything about him before this documentary. So, um, yeah. What did y'all think? Yeah, I so the reason I suggested uh, even watching it is because favorite podcast of my faculty of horror had it on their sort of uh, best movies of the year list. And I've, I've been going back and listening to some of their stuff. And they talked about because they do a, a talk every year in Salem. And of course, they have Salem. They have their headquarters in Salem, the Satanic Temple. And they talked about like 
really enjoying the documentary and then also talking about visiting the satanic temple and talking to this guy and how he seems like a really nice down-to-earth guy and and what an interesting movie that kind of highlights him and his philosophy and all this other stuff which does not discount from him uh you know doing the things that we talked about at the beginning but he is a really compelling figure and there is like a there is like a very charming nonchalance to him when he's talking to these right wing figures on, on Fox News about about his beliefs and about pluralism and, and kind of going up against things. There is a kind of charm to his uh, not trolling because I don't want to use that word because that word sucks. But there is a charm to his protest. Right. There is like a, a understated kind of charm to his level of protest that was compelling to me that did seem kind of uh fun and nice and uh like it's working on at least some level uh, for me about him which was an interesting contrast to somebody like Jex who I also found to be a very compelling figure like god god she looks like fun <laughs> okay she looks like can we she's talk fun about this, this person with. because like <laughs> yes. yes so she's one of the early like one of the earliest members I think like who's like putting a lot of work in at the beginning yeah and um we find out, like, I would say, like, maybe, like, two-thirds of the way into the documentary that they haven't really, like, heard from her in a while. And she's in Detroit, and we get this footage of just, like, white people being the absolute most in yes. Detroit. Um, yep. Like, partying in burnt-out warehouses with, like, uh, you know, oil drums with fire. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, doing these, like, rituals where uh, she's, like yelling about how like she's basically calling for like the execution of ceos and like impaling pig's heads on spikes and stuff and yeah. like i mean sure man that sounds cool <laughs> um it is a little like wow this is peak like uh, yeah that whole kind of thing sure um, yeah but yeah then we find out that they uh they kicked cut her, her they kicked her out for ah. calling yeah. for the execution of donald trump which uh, is was really funny to me, and I don't think it's. I felt almost like they didn't appreciate the irony as much as she did because yeah. they're like on the phone call, and she's like, "I gotta say, I'm like kind of proud for like being too radical for like Satanism," and <laughs> yeah. uh, and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, you know, when we like, you know, when we're an organization, we have to have rules and stuff," and it's just like, isn't that the opposite? <laughs> I mean, they have tenants, Merit. I know. They do have tenants. They have tenants, Merit. I'll, I'll read you one. I, I won't read I all like seven. I like the tenants. They're kind lot, of, yes. I, I like some of them. The rest are kind of fucking nerdy well, and I, remind I, me of atheism. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, should we should we read all seven? Let's, let's read all seven. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Do, do you want to rotate? I'll do, I'll do one. Oh, sure. Danielle, take two. Merit, take three. And then we'll keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you, you, do you have them pulled up? I, I'm, I, I'm googling uh, right now. Tenets of Satanic Temple. I'm going to be on yeah, some fucking list I got now. I got them. Okay, you got them? Okay, I'll, I'll take one. Here we go. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Okay, so this one. Why is the in accordance with reason there? <laughs> because, hey, Merit. Uh-huh. Like... <laughs> reason come on yeah i just like i think reason. i'm really sensitive to words like reason and like free thought and stuff because yeah. i was involved in those things when like those words became such fetishes and, reason uh, and revolt <laughs> but two like, r's that's just like one should strive to act with compassion and empathy to towards all creatures done that, that done period 
<laughs> I, I think I it's because they don't want to be the type of uh, people who don't kill bugs. That's my only. Okay. That's the only thing I can imagine for that. But 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 let's come back to in accordance to reason. Yeah, yeah. In, it's gonna in, come up in regards to the Jack situation. This, so yeah, go yeah. go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Merit, do you want to you want take, take number two? two? Okay. Okay, number two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions, which, like... I have a lot of questions about this one, too. Like, okay, but you have formed an institution. uh, And and you're also, also, like, using... You're working within laws, and, like, you're kicking out this person who is... uh, I don't know. They're, they're using they're using First Amendment law stuff to yeah. like do everything, yep. and so I love this idea that they're just like up 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 like First Amendment, and I'm like, well, yeah, but you're saying that every justice should prevail over law, so I don't know, y'all. I don't know Daniel. that Milo um, should be speaking at colleges, actually. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. but but oh no, the First Amendment law. Up up up. Yep. All right, Danielle. All right, take three. Three three is a good one. I do like three. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's will, uh, one's own will alone. Perfect. That seems good. Fine. That's fine. That's that's <laughs> yeah. a, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. This, number four. This the, one. The, <laughs> the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, <laughs> to willfully and unjustly encroach <laughs> upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. This what is called the. That... This is this yeah. is the Ricky Gervais tenant. Yeah. Uh, what they, does that mean? Like. Okay, I like the first part. Okay, yeah. First of all, the the freedoms of others should be respected. Like, what freedoms do other people have? Right. Um, like that's you haven't a, defined those at all. That's a statement in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the freedom to offend. Okay, like come on, guys. Like jacking off come motion. On. I'm making that with my hand right now. Yep. Um, yep. And then what is okay? The second half to willfully and unjustly encourage upon the freedoms of others to forgo, forgo one's own. I can read that in two ways. Yeah. One is a descriptive sense in which. Mm-hmm. By doing that, you have somehow uh, injured yourself as well. Um, and I can read it in a prescriptive sense in which by by violating someone else's freedom, you forfeit your own and should go to jail or whatever, suffer some kind of punishment. <laughs> Satanic temple jail. Yeah. And I just don't know. And I'm not sure which is what, what like, I don't know, vague, vague. Yeah. If I were doing edits on this, I'd be like, say more. <laughs> you, yeah, so you'd circle it and be like, what does this mean? Yeah, yeah you yeah. don't define freedoms. Um, yeah. Should we move on? Yeah, number five. Okay, this one. Just the, I feel like they just got too wordy with some of these, but yeah. beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Like, I did like guess? science. Like it's it's just enlightenment thinking. Like I guess sure, but science, like science just, and reason in it. Yeah, <gasps> but it's just like, damn guys. Like, I mean, shit isn't always that clear cut. I guess like yeah. I mean, to to me, this would veer into kind of like biological determinism at right. some point. Like like someone could easily like steer this in a direction that I mean, but but like. I don't. I don't mean this to be like a takedown of Satanism. No, I think no, no, this, no. This this, this, this is like a every, thing that happens with yeah. every kind of organization. Yeah. So I want to really make that clear before we finish up yeah, six yeah, and yeah. seven. But like, I I do think you know, oh, 
it's just like it's like tagline writing yeah, you know, like, yeah. Well, it's like whenever you, you try you, and come like, up with something like this that's really snappy it turns out that it's actually hard to do yeah uh, it's tough it's very hard it's very hard it's to very make tough. rules for living because life in itself plurality of human beings the way we all relate to one another is inherently insanely complicated and our brains very aren't very good at making sense of it right yeah do you want uh, to read six daniel yeah i like this one too uh people it's, are fallible this is the can't this yeah. is the cancel culture clause. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, People are fallible. Oh my God. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. Which I, I, I honestly, I, I did say that, and it's, I'm kind of joking, but like. Yeah. I, I kind of like this one because like it doesn't it. say yeah. uh, people are fallible if they make a mistake, just Cancel uh, them. W- welcome yeah. them back in. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know, they're saying if you make a mistake, you need to un- right. you know, uh, repair the harm you've caused, which like yeah. I like. I mean, yeah. that's no, it's good. It's not. That's a healthy way to look at making. Yeah. Mistakes. It's not uh, turn the other cheek. It's uh, yeah, you yeah. should yeah. fix it. Yeah, fix it. So that's a good you one. You should fix it. Uh, and it's not saying they're canceled forever or that they're not canceled forever. It yeah. is absolutely like mistake, this one leaves fix room for interpretation, but in a yeah. good way, instead of room for confusion, it's like, just, just fucking fix it, dude. If you can, well, right. fix it. Well, speaking of room for oh, interpretation, yeah. the <laughs> last tenet is like, oh, fuck all this. <laughs> oh. so, so number seven, number seven is every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Which is so, like, like, hey, remember those last six months? <laughs> Forget about them. They don't matter. This one. Just, just Kobe those into the garbage and just look, <laughs> just look, look at this one. Um... Yeah, I don't know. This one just got, kind of just looks, you know, it's like, oh, if you forget all that other shit, just remember this, okay? Spirit of the law, you know. not letter of the law, you know? That's, that's all That's all they got. Just be cool. Just be a cool Just be cool, bro. man. Just be cool, you uh, know? Uh, there anyway, is like an you. ick factor. <laughs> uh, as, while we're on, on this, on the sort of, uh, on the kind of negatives here. There's just such an ick factor, and we've talked about it a little bit, but just, all right. I want to unpack this, and I want to know if I'm wild for thinking this, but there's something very uncomfortable to me about how fucking white a lot of this was. And obviously, there were definitely people of color, and I don't want to discount them. There were people of color speaking in this documentary who were in the Satanic Temple. They were doing good in their communities. Like, this is not to disparage them, but... That fucking Detroit scene for sure was like that yeah. just looked like a bunch of white like yeah, d- burners, Detroit. you know. Let me, and let me it's say Detroit, that again. Detroit. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Where there's like a there's just a hmm factor there, and yep. I I just want to know if like I want to unpack that a little bit. I want to talk about that a little bit. It's Detroit. I don't think that in general this organization is. Uh, going to things like historically black churches and making fun of people. However, there's a hmm factor here. Uh, and maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just a hmm well, factor. Maybe this doesn't dig into that very well, and that's just not part of this movie, and somebody else has done this digging. I just don't know. I, I would just say, and this is this is just a, 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 a totally non-researched um, observation based on this documentary. It is this is theatrical activism. Sure. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but I will say I would I would suggest that oh, gosh, 
try, trying to like make divisions between who is more oppressed and 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 how is a bummer. But like yeah. I will say, yeah. I don't know if the religious freedom of Satanists is as high on the priority list as like um, income inequality or like healthcare or poverty or um, homelessness or hunger or yeah. uh, systemic racial injustice. Like yeah. I think Satanism does mention these things at least in this documentary it kind of you know alludes to those things and, and wants to address them but i don't know if like the lay person who is in kind of activist spaces is like yeah i don't really have time to go out and buy a latex baby mask and like show up for Planned Parenthood. <laughs> like i i really need to like actually fucking get out there and do stuff and i think like maybe that's my observation here but that might be off base i don't know yeah i mean they they certainly do show some chapters that appear to be you know, very much getting off their asses and doing uh, community. Yeah, activism. they they had like a sock, like they were pa the passing out like dry socks to like homeless and folks and stuff. Clean up. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. And after school programs, like I, I get it, but I, I still, for the most part, feel yeah. like this is a privileged. You know, like I remember, I remember ten years ago or so, there was a lot of activism in the space for like getting in God we trust off of our money. Mm -hmm. Sure, and. I, I don't disagree with that just to for to be clear but I do think that left in and, and whether that's the media's fault or or if this is kind of the reality of the situation I did I did kind of take note of that and I felt like oh this is what y'all care about yeah and I don't know if that's the media or if that's like a legitimate uh criticism yeah so yeah. so like I mentioned when I was in college uh, I was in an atheist group for the first year or two. Sure. And I remember it started kind of interesting and like, you know, like community events and just like movie nights and like all this stuff. And then it slowly, I don't know whether I noticed it or whether it just started changing, but definitely some of the people in that group were very angry about kind of maybe the wrong things I would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for instance, uh, the leader, the founder and leader of that group uh, would often rail about how the Muslim students union was the most powerful organization on campus. Oh no. Uh, he also oh, later no. went on to found a men's rights organization. Okay. Well, so maybe that was just him, but like you get the, I got the sense at least working as part of this group that like these are people who often not always and this isn't a new observation we've been taught like the whole concept of new atheism has been pretty well unpacked at this point I think but often yeah these groups like are really laser focused on things that they see as like challenging like their freedom when uh, they're not really big issues to like ninety nine percent of people, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and uh, and also sometimes they. I didn't get the sense from this documentary, but like, like with the Muslim Students Union uh, example, they don't often distinguish between like organizations, like faith based organizations that are like helping people, and those that are. Uh, detrimental in some way or they can't see the nuance that often it's both yeah yeah you know yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I I I grew up in in churches that now are are looking more and more like mega churches, but it's like they have programs that do legitimately help communities, and I kind of see that for what it is, and I accept yeah. it. And there's no there's no like um, there are no strings attached to a lot of this 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 stuff, which like I I appreciate. Um, but it's like then you have like a Joel Austin who like wouldn't sure. open his church to you know uh hurricane victims like yeah. you know a few years ago and it's like yeah. you make not making a dis not distinguishing between those two things is I, I in my in in my experience kind of the realm of satanists and like these atheist organization groups that like just don't see the difference between those things and mm-hmm. it's like oh okay well okay i see a big difference like you want to get in god we trust off this money but like Man, I I sure wish we had more more of those green guys in the pockets of people who need them. You know, like <laughs> whether they say God or not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I guess it's just um, I don't like, know. It's just picking picking your battles. I guess but I don't know finding where your energy is invested. Yeah, and maybe this is just because I'm kind <laughs> I'm like vaguely identified with Marxism, but I see a lot of this stuff sure. often as like symptoms or like superstructure. Like, if we talk about how a lot of the stuff was invented in the Cold War, it was essentially, yeah, it was like a, a safeguard against communism and like this way to prop up capital. And like, obviously, I think those, I think the people involved in this believe it too. Like, I think most evangelicals believe it, and they're not just cynically exploiting yeah. it. But like, um, yeah, like I don't think taking, like, a, I don't think you're gonna be able to to take the the thing off of money before you address other things and b i don't right. think that would have any like material effects on I'm most people's sure lives and i think like the order is kind of inverted there yeah there are also so many places where uh freedom of religion or freedom of speech issues you could kind of uh, focus rather than you know in god we trust on the money things like catholic hospitals denying abortion care or Mm -hmm. Catholic. I I remember a case where a Catholic hospital denied abortion care to a patient and uh, the nun who had assisted in it or approved in it, or I I don't remember the specifics of the case, but she was, she was thrown out for doing this, even though it saved the life of, uh, you know, uh, the woman in question. And it's just like, there's a lot of places where stopping the flow of money from, for example, certain religious affiliation uh, organizations in providing, medical care but not certain types of medical care that is like a great place for this type of activism right like uh there are a lot of places where that could be done without having it be just a symbolic gesture i guess is what i'm trying to say uh yeah which again there's value to the symbolic gesture there is but i completely agree with the idea of um of more direct action personally i (laughs) <laughs> I did it. I I I will say just like steering back to mm-hmm. uh, the 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 film itself. Like it, it did focus <laughs> yeah. on. I think I I think it did focus on what like three or four of the the monument cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, like uh, credit where credits due. Like you know, once once the um the Ten Commandments were taken down in one place, it was like, oh yeah, no, we don't give a shit about the Baphomet statue being there. Like this is just about saying, like, hey, like we're yeah. a, we're we're a multi 
religion nation this is something that you know it, if you're not going to separate church and state then you need to basically acknowledge the plurality of yeah. of this like i admired the even-handedness of that like that could have gotten out of hand it seemed like it seemed like most of the things that lucian was steering himself seemed to have a very coherent and clear in game yeah and and I and I do admire that kind of activism of like no like there's a very clear beginning and end middle and end here and um um I also loved I think it was the Arkansas case I don't remember but uh, that guy just fucking barreled into the the statue with his oh, car God. Uh, oh god crunk master crunk master twenty three or whatever <laughs> yeah unbelievable I, truly um, great yeah which hurt which hurt their case which hurts yeah. the Satanist case it because. Did. Yeah. It kind of rallied the community behind getting the the Ten Commandments back up there and kind of invigorated uh, the cause against the Satanists. So it was uh, an interesting look at how the dynamics of different perspectives can impact stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and can we just talk very briefly about the musical choices in this documentary? Because they, <laughs> yeah. I think they did a lot of good subtle work. At least until maybe uh, Marilyn Manson, our, our boy from uh, the New Pope, uh, it kind of kind of <laughs> came in on the least subtle possible note. But there was a lot of like really good little, uh, slightly comical music cues, and then actually some very good. Uh, I really genuinely loved uh, the use of archival footage as well, and the use of like. Really damning and awful stuff during the uh, satanic mm. panic sort of uh, area yeah. in this movie. Like, that was some upsetting music for a really upsetting uh, idea. And the way that there was a there was a guy who was sort of clo cloaked in darkness, wearing horns. Uh, so I guess he, his identity was, was protected. But uh, he goes into a really lovely moment during that sort of sequence where he talks about feeling a little guilty about the the sort of uh, the black mass and then saying, why do I feel guilty? The, you know, the... Uh, diocese of Boston covered up uh, predator oh. priests for years uh, and years uh, yeah. and years for and years. like like years. that's the evil here it is not our like you yeah. know theatrical protest uh, so yeah. that was like there are some just really good moments uh, that I, I love in a good documentary like a really good moment that I'll kind of always think back on like some good ass quotes with some good ass visuals and some very um, <laughs> good ass quotes with good ass visuals you know what I'm saying that's a very uh, well, you got my thumbs up on that <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I think like floating around all these different stories, they definitely picked uh, the images and stories and and sounds that I think would stick with you. I mean, like a lot of the people who came out to like these uh, uh, town hall meetings, basically, yeah. to like do you know say uh, no, we can't let Satanists in here because look, uh, we'll reach into your wallet. Okay, is there a what he literally did a miracle. Oh! On yeah. 34th what, Street. What does that money say? It says in God we trust. And he's like, you know, he's leaning on the lectern being like, yeah, that's what I said. And like, <laughs> it's just very, it's all true. I mean, this is really, really the state of it. And, and, and you know, and the stuff that got, like the the, the, the fetish babies, uh, arguably kind of a dumb way to, to go about that. But like, when you look at the insidiousness of, of actual you know, pro-life uh, yeah. protesters, yeah. like there's no comparison, right? And they kind of do show you that, that the the kind of the, the really aggressive and disgusting nature of uh, anti-abortion protesters yeah. are just like, oh no, there's really no comparison here. Not really, at least. Um, even, even if the fetish babies thing kind of like fell flat. For even me, if it was bit. like a little stupid, it's not 
it's not no, it's not disgusting. it's not harmful no yeah it's no, not no, no, no. Like, hurting anyone yeah no no and so i i do think anyone with with a brain and two eyes uh it, you know, can kind of like see this documentary and be like um okay yeah there is a, a distinct difference here yeah. they do a good job with that agreed very much agreed are there any other points we want to uh we want to consider before our our wrapping up of this beautiful film uh what would you do if you um went to a chinese restaurant in boston and saw the black mass happening <laughs> i guess i would toast them just be like have fun i don't know uh just be like yeah man uh, enjoy the party have fun uh maybe choke on that, maybe choke go on that towards, wine <laughs> yeah maybe go towards some uh you know some really good uh direct action uh based activism and uh have at <laughs> okay <laughs> all right yeah, I, I guess that's what I would do. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Wait, I, don't I just, know. I th- I just I realized that good. the dollar bill thing doesn't happen in the original Miracle on 34th Street. It's just in the 1994 one. Oh so, my God, uh, really? Good. So you'd have to see that one to know what wow. I was talking about there. But it's it's Incredible. just it's just what that guy does. They pull out. That's how they prove that Santa Claus could exist is by pulling out a dollar bill and seeing, saying, look, a pyramid. That means... The Illuminati. Um, <laughs> well, and, we'll, and the we'll judge is to... the judge is like, "Yep, yep, okay, Santa Claus is real." <laughs> <laughs> you convinced me. Yeah. That's the ending of that movie. Yeah, it's a great, it's a Incredible. great argument. You know, it's it truly, truly holds up in court. Uh, <laughs> well, John, what would you do? What would I do? Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably like get some general sows and like, I don't know, like get, get the spillage uh, from the wine that gets like sure. poured down everyone's sure. gullets and just kind of get like a bowl under that and be like, well, it's free wine, free wine with my general sows. Enjoy so, it. So, you know, yeah, it's, I don't know. Uh, Jex's, Jex's whole deal was that she's super theatrical and I, I, I bet the temple misses that even though they, they don't want like, uh, explicit death threats toward the president and stuff like that <laughs> yeah i kind of do want to follow up with just her i would love to see that yeah it's like she was, she was, she was what interesting. are you up to you know what are you doing today what what's going on you know and what's I'm she fascinated. doing after the roller derby tonight yeah, oh my exactly. god wow exactly. wow <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry jex oh jex blackmore uh, that American. is a derby name though i'm sorry i know i know i know it truly is she wears a nun outfit that she wore to the black mass that's what i mean i was like okay this is a roller derby thing i've seen i've literally seen <laughs> it this it has to be it truly has to be anyway well everyone thank you for taking this cinematic journey with us we went on a journey. We went all around the We US, really did. I the, feel this like. was this pushed the envelope of what I think our gamers are gonna really latch on to. But <laughs> you know what? Just like I believe in y'all. Like it's good. It's yeah. good. Y'all need this sometimes. Get outside, you know? Yeah. Get outside your comfort zone. Get outside your gaming zone. You know, go go check out a protest sometime. Protests are, are rad to go to. They can be pretty exciting. Yeah, that's true. They can be pretty invigorating. I mean, whether there's fetish babies there or not, they can be pretty invigorating. <laughs> so, you know, enjoy that. Uh, and please, uh, when you do come back inside, 
please make sure to rate and review our podcast because it really helps us. It makes me very happy. Uh, you can listen to all our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at fanbyte media, Instagram at fanbyte, TikTok. Come, come hang out with us on TikTok. We love you on uh, at fanbyte. And of course, everything we write on fanbyte.com. And please also make sure to watch Late Lunch, which is now a Wednesday show on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you all for being here. John, where can people find you online? People can find me slowly going crazy at home because we've been self-isolated <laughs> for the coronavirus at oh. Floppy Adult on Twitter. Um, it's like hour three of this, and I can already see cracks in the foundation, <laughs> folks. Oh, no! So, so uh, you can find me there and see my slow descent into madness uh, this week and next week. Yeah. Well, well, good luck with that. If you need help, uh, let us know because we, we do this every day. Uh, Merritt and I do this every day. Merritt, we're good. Yeah, I'm good. You. I'm yeah. <laughs> business as usual at Merritt K on Twitter. Uh, I haven't gone outside in days anyway. So, <laughs> you know, it's I, I'm prepared. I've uh, and I've got like, you know, boxes and boxes of cliff bars, huge things of clean water in case yeah. we don't have clean water for some reason. Uh, oh, no. You yeah. know, uh, a hand crank radio, all this stuff. Honestly, it's not it's not bad to have those things. You should. You should be like, prepared frankly. for a disaster. No, like listen, hey, not uh, for this, but hey, in Californians, general. Hey Californians, if you have an earthquake kit, you're already good. Yeah. You're That'll fine. Help. You're mostly good. If you have an earthquake kit, get yeah. get prepared. You should have one of those anyway. You never know when the big one's coming. Honestly, good idea. You never know. I probably have more medical supplies than anything else, but I've got some water, so that's something. Maybe we can pool our resources if need yeah. be. I can't. Why I can be like, why is, hey, free stitches. Why is toilet paper being? <laughs> I don't know. Is I everyone going to shit themselves to death with this virus? <laughs> that's not what the, is going on? Those are not the symptoms for this one. Uh, no, it's yeah. Not. yeah, I'm not sure with the with the toilet paper. Not sure with it. Really not sure. Sorry, Danielle. I, I interrupted you because I was thinking about people no. shitting themselves. <laughs> no, I mean, like, for real, if Ebola came over, then definitely get the toilet paper. No question. Uh, I feel like one, you've got bigger bit worries than toilet paper in that case, though. I mean, yeah, that one's that one's not good. It's not good. Coronavirus, not great. Believe me, not great. But anyway, <laughs> toilet paper is uh barbaric we should probably just all use bidets oh bidets and yes bidets are good hard yes damn god if only if only our barbaric culture would get with the goddamn times in so many ways and enjoy religious freedom and uh you know better (laughs) income (laughs) distribution but that's all for our leftist movie podcast today you can find me at danielle ri if you so choose and uh you love to see it. Hail Satan. <laughs> Bye. Bye.